Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's not the first time we've been here on the Sunday Wrap talking about Captain James Tedesco. How about him? 176 points. A lot of loopers, a lot of people that just straight out captained him. Made or broke your week. Uh, Who knows? But hopefully you all jumped on the ship. He was a very, very big uh, candidate for the captaincy this week and showed just how good he is in this game. Been down. Been, uh, Been a bit down, old Teddy. So good to see him finally bounce back. Crushed the Broncos. Poor old hapless Broncos it was. JT here with the Sunday Wrap to go through all it was in round 16. Of course, we have to start right off the bat with, with Teddy. It's all anyone's talking about. Um, quite, as we said, quite uh, a few weeks for him, but bounced back in a very, very big way. But uh, the game goes beyond him, and there's a, obviously a fair bit of injury talk at the moment. Some suspensions we'll get through. Uh, some big scores floating around the traps. Some uh, disappointing flops this week as well. A lot of big names on that list uh, to round out the week. So we'll go through them all. Rocker, flopper, shocker, trade fail, and the game by game. I'm a little bit weary, so I'll try to rush through it. It's been a big um, big weekend. We've had a, a 36-hole day of golf with Wenon and a few of the other boys yesterday. Um, a few refreshments were sunk. Not a lot of uh, decent scores, but by the end, who cares? Uh, yeah, and big night out on the town. So uh, I think all three or four of us were relatively um, in bed for a fair chunk of today. So um, here, I'll see it all the way through Sunday night. Here we go. Rocker of the week, James Tedesco right off the bat. Wasn't going to be anyone else. 176 points. Every single stat in the book just about, I think. Uh, tries, try assist. And well, I guess speaking of tries, it's his first for quite some time. I think it's six weeks. It's uh, been a, a bit of a dry spell for Teddy. So He's been setting them up. He set five of them up, in fact, on this this night out he had down in Sydney. Um, finally scored one of his own, and yeah, just absolutely uh, major week if you stuck the captaincy on him. Uh, having a look around, some of the scores that you're seeing as well. There, there's a few 1400s poking uh, their head in. I've seen around the traps. There. There's got to be some 1500s, you'd imagine. I think most people ended up around that 1250 mark, I'd say, before updates over these final couple of games. If you've hit 1,300, you've done pretty well. Obviously, had Teddy. So, I think anyone who uh, who didn't have Tedesco and you've cleared 1,200, you've done pretty well for yourself there. Uh, as we gear up into head-to-head finals, what a uh, huge couple of weeks it's coming up to be as the season draws to a close. Uh, flopper of the week. This is a, yeah interesting candidate here. Um, not, not a lot of uh, huge scores. or One that I really expected uh, to see a little bit better in this week was Kalen Ponga. 31 points only against the Warriors. Sunny old day out at Tamworth. Good to see the game get out there. But um, Ponga, absolutely MIA, uh, completely outclassed by the Warriors and his opposite number, Tuahasa Shek, who was killing it 
on the day. So Ponga, a rare miss for him, 31 points. Ouch. And shocker of the week, well, this guy I think is an absolute, uh, he cursed us all last year. He was in and out of the side. He was getting 20s when he was there, even playing at fullback. But I don't know, we're Corey Allen, Corey Mother Effin Allen, 104 points. Had to fill in for the injured Latrell Mitchell halfway through the game. But before that was uh, scoring tries, setting him up. Uh, doing everything we uh, would have hoped for him last year when he was actually relevant in the game. But um, Corey Allen had his a game to remember for him. Hopefully that kicks starts something for him in his uh, his career. But um, yeah, 2019's flopper of the year, Corey Allen, uh, coming out of the woodwork to absolutely shock it with 104 points. And finally, the trade fail. I uh, had a quick look here at some of my uh, some of the biggest scores just to see who'd been traded out. Josh had a car, had an absolute blinder. Thankfully, played him this week, 140 odd. Against uh, against Manly up on the sunny coast there, but unfortunately for a couple of super coaches, they decided to go. Uh, yeah, weird weird sort of option here. Trade out Josh Adokar this week for Billy Kickout, who didn't play. So I'm uh, not sure what was going on there. Probably live to regret that one. Uh, yeah, not sure what the go was there, but just getting Billy in time for for finals, I guess. But um, that one will absolutely sting. What's doing, champion? Injuries and suspensions. Well, we talk about this every single week. There's uh, just a mountain to get through here. Uh, we'll start with suspensions. Out of today's game, didn't see too much uh, wrong there. We'll wait for Monday for those um, those charges. But for the rest of the weekend, Cohen Hess, one week for a crusher tackle. Pasami Solo, one week for dangerous contact. Both uh, will be one week regardless of the plea. Joffa Hengawi, another week for him on the sidelines. Dangerous contact. So it could have... Uh, you know, avoided suspension, but has a bit of a prior record. So it was a bit of a, a poor form for him there. Sam Lasano, one week as well for dangerous contact. So, um, yeah, dropping like, uh, like flies, a couple of one week bands there. Uh, for the injury list, well, this one just keeps growing. Unfortunately, I guess the big talking point was Latrell Mitchell. He was finally looking settled in that fullback role, uh, doing some great things. The bunnies were tailing up. Latrell was on the back of a lot of it. Um, still wasn't running and, and all that kind of thing, but geez, he had a very awkward, um, fall and tackle. I think it was Jackson Paulo fell pretty much body weight on top of his hamstring and it went ping, uh, a very loud ping. He's gone for about four to six months, I think was the, the prognosis for him. So that's a very bitter pill for owners of Latrell and himself, I guess that, um, rules him out of origin, that kind of thing. So terrible luck for him. He was looking like having a, a very big game here. Um, but yeah, un- unfortunately, that's the way footy goes. A couple of other season, uh, basically season injuries here. Marion Seve looks like he's done his ACL. Uh, in today's game, he will go for the year. Michael Morgan, my boy, uh, done his calf, pretty bad one, three to four weeks. So might make it back for our grand final against the, um, the Broncos in, in round whatever it is, 20. Uh, absolute wooden spoon bowl material, that stuff. Can't wait. Uh, well, who else have we got here? Dylan Brown, nasty little ankle injury for him. He's still an indefinite. Looks like he might miss the rest of the year, though. It was a pretty, pretty rough fall. Um, uh, Teo's done his wrist against the Roosters. Mitch Barnett, interesting one here, picked up a sternum injury in the game against the Warriors, played out the game, did miss about 20 or so minutes on the sidelines, just pain management. So going forward, looks like NRL Physio says it's more of a pain management thing than a structural thing. So it might be uh, one week on the sidelines for him, if anything. Naz, the surface on the Mona, was uh, in tri-scoring form today. He bounced over the line, got a try, uh, but done his calf in the process, so one to three weeks. Uh, not that they'll, they'll find someone, I'm sure, to fill those boots. Curtis Scott rolled his ankle in today's game. He got replaced by Matty Tomoko in his debut, so played out 
probably 45 minutes of that one before he had to go off the field. And Ruben Garrick did his shoulder. He's gone for two to six weeks pending uh, scan results on Monday. A couple of big head knocks as well. And I guess the biggest one was Isaiah Yo. Very, very nasty looking one there. Couldn't stand. He had to get assisted from the field there by uh, teammates and opposition. It was a very, very nasty one. We know he's got a bit of a, a history with them. So hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, he can... Get uh, on the men quickly. Probably not going to be this week because they've got a, a five-day turnaround. So he's got to pass a, quite a few, I think it's six stages of uh, protocol assessments and all that kind of thing. So you'd think they'll play uh, play it safe with him and he'll probably miss a week. Uh, hopefully no longer than that. I think that's the injuries we've, we've gone through. There's a, there's a fair chunk of them. Obviously, the trails highlighted in that list there. A um, lot of players to move on and move around over the, the coming weeks. Still in Brown as well. That's a bit of an awkward one if you've still held on to him. But um, yeah, definitely opening up the, uh, the back end of the year. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of pod plays going around and a lot of them are due to these bloody injuries, but a um, few on the horizon for next week. SJ obviously missed this week with a, a reoccurrence of his groin issue. So restrained it during the week. Uh, he'll be ooh, touch and go, I think, for this week. Payne Haas coming back as well. Great news for anyone uh, that's yeah a bit short of front rowers. So good to see Payne back and, and a few cavalry returning. Alrighty, we'll take a quick break, come back and do the game by game. Look at all the games that were and the good and the bad coming from them. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Alrighty, back to do the uh, eight games that were in round 16. Let's start with the Bunnies getting the job done over the Eels. Big, big win here. 38 to nil. Absolutely, well, carnage. Like the Rabbitohs were just on absolute fire. The Eels, well, a bit of a reality check heading into the business end. Uh, might be one of those losses that they needed to have. But um, yeah, unfortunately, didn't go much right for them on the night. Uh, for the good here, plenty of bunnies here. A-Ray, 123. Cody Walker, 102. Corey Allen, 104. Jackson Paulo, 100. And Campbell Graham, 96. Couldn't get the, uh, couldn't be the fifth one to raise the, the bat in this game here. But um, yeah, they were just lethal on the night, particularly Cody Walker, the way he was running the ball there, um, backing up on the inside. And Corey Allen, the way he was able to transition seamlessly into Latrell's shoes once he left. Um, it was just, yeah, bloodbath for them and it didn't let up. So obviously on the back of those, if, uh, anyone out there's got um, a Cody Walker, even an Adam Reynolds, bit of a pod play, but um, geez, they've gone big while some others have gone quiet this week. So great stuff from them. Cam Murray and Damien Cook, 77 and 71, respectively, for those guys. Had a few nice upgrades in uh, the old unicorn point stakes post game. Uh, Murray got a try assist off 
Cody Walker. So they rescored that one. He got it his way. Cook was, um, I would have said quiet. He was sitting on about 50 or so after the game. So had a, a pretty handy little update for him there for anyone that's um, gone the way of Cook. But um, yeah, it wasn't really running it too much. Didn't need to. All the play was off the back of um, the likes of Cody and, and uh, Adam Reynolds. It was a, a lethal combination out there. Good to see for the Bunnies. Um, but yeah, the Terrell Mitchell, 58, he got, uh, he was starting strong. He got a try assist early there, but, um, obviously not, uh, not helped by that injury there. Unfortunately, it could have been anything if he had stayed out on the park. Uh, the other good here, Nathan Brown did call him out as a potential play for this week. Didn't end up going, uh, with him, but got 74 points in 75 minutes, uh, four offloads in that time as well. So he definitely had the arm free and was, uh, throwing it around. Wasn't much being created by, by Paris. So he was probably a lone hand in that regard. Ryan Madison, he was still good, but quiet with 66. Um, so in a well-beaten side, that's definitely some uh, a couple of handy scores for Para there. Some of the bad, Mitch Moses, 45 with a line break and a forced dropout. So just been a bit um, bit quiet lately, Mitch Moses. He's um, yeah, getting the odd attacking stat or two, but um, nothing major yet, and that's another poor score for him there. Uh, Joseph Paul, Jr. Paul, I should say, 47 in 50 minutes. Um, yeah, again, not getting a lot of gel- oh, work done, a lot of uh, time spent behind the try line while he was on the field, so. That doesn't help. The King, King Gutho, 38 points, and Micah Sivo, 26. Very, very quiet. Uh, Sivo, especially, he was he was very much a target heading into this back end of the year. We thought Parramatta were going to uh, blow some opponents off the park there. They still might. Um, still got a handy run coming up, and Sivo was definitely front and center for the buyers there. Uh, basically bottomed out well, what we thought was a bottom out in price. Uh, was going all the right way, unfortunately, not to be for owners of him. Um, I don't think you're going to get much ball, quality ball from a guy like Michael Jennings inside you. He was an absolute killer for Sivo on the night. Um, ran infield and just avoided passing as, as much as he could. So unfortunately for anyone with Sivo, it didn't help his score at all. Basically just all hit-ups. So not a not a great one for him. But uh, yeah, anyway, live to see another day. Titans 14, getting the Dragons uh, done 10 14 to 10, very uh, surprising comeback win for the Titans here. It looked like the Dragons had sewn it up, but um, not to be. Titans showing a bit of grit. Good to see. Some of the good, AJ Brimson, 88. What a, uh, if you flicked him out for, or flicked SJ out for Brimson last week, what a return. That's been uh, 90 odd and now an 88. Uh, two clean line breaks for him this week after four last week. So he's just in. His running game is absolutely immense and uh, included a try assist. The try assist to, I think it was Peachy at the end there. Um, very handy score from him. Uh, Peachy as well spoke about him in the Wednesday pod, uh, talking about him playing at lock. That was a bit of an interesting shift up. He's been pretty handy with tackle busts and offloads and that kind of thing when he's played a, a bench impact utility kind of role. Uh, this week, he got 60 minutes at lock, did score the try, got 79 points. So a very handy return from him. Very much a pod play, but um, good to see for any Tyrone lovers. And Brian Kelly, 78, no tries or try assists from him either, but three line break assists. It's that um, combination out on the, the left wing there that just seems to reap a lot of rewards. Didn't last week. He had a quiet one, but bounced back big time here. Um, if he's scoring a try there, that's 100 plus. So fantastic stuff for Brian Kelly there. And uh, speaking of very well, I wouldn't say lucky. He was pretty handy out there, but Bo Firma, 72 points. A lot of players, super coach players, might have had to stick this guy in as an auto emergency or just play him for to get the numbers up. And, and what a return that was. 72 points. Got a try assist in that time there. Just um, found himself in the right place at the right time. Did go off of around 15 minutes with an HIA, but came back on to, um, to see that score out. Uh, finally, who else we got? Cam McKinnis, 64 points. Uh, had a line break assist in there, but again, a little quiet from him. So he's, uh, he tends, tends to sit in that 60 point mark. 
Uh, it'd be nice to see a, a big game from him in the back end of the year, but um, I think most people have got him at this stage. So you'll you'll take that. That's still pretty good in my books. And some of the bad here, well, he did get a handy upgrade because he was sitting on about 30-odd, but uh, Zach Lomax, 46 points, all in base and three goals from him. Um, Tyson Frizzell might be killing him here. He just wasn't passing him the ball. He was taking a lot of runs himself. So talk about some super coach killers there. It might be Tyson in that regard. So Lomax has to come in and look for his work and just didn't happen on the night here. But um, 46, again, if that's his flaw, and it really is because he's had quite a lot of quiet games, what we think would be quiet, and he ends up with 40 plus. So it's a, it's a great little basement pro or basement score to have for a guy like him. Hopefully he bounces back. And Ewan Aiken is center wing partner, 31 points. So again, uh, not much Aiken could do on the night. Not a lot going their way. Roosters getting the job done over the Broncos, 58 points to 12. Well, it was a bloodbath. We expected it. Uh, delivered in every sense of the word. Uh, good here. Teddy, obviously, 176. Won't go through the stats. There's just about every single one he ticked off. Tupanur, 124 points. He's holding down Angus Crichton's spot at the moment while Crichton is... Um, well, basically perpetually two weeks away. It seems every single uh, Tuesday team list is always a uh, two-week away sort of uh, wording around Crichton. So Tupanua definitely, uh, well, that Broncos right side defense was just absolutely ordinary. Um, yeah, nothing much they could do to stop uh, a couple of those runs, but some very, very soft tries in the end. And Tupanua scored a couple of them. David Fafita, 94, with a try and some unicorns in upgrades, sitting on about 70, went to 90 uh, post-updates. But again, he was, he was very handy out there. I think that's his uh, third score out of four above 70 since his return. So he's been um, basically on fire. A lot of those have, points have come through tries as well, um, offloads and all that kind of thing. So he might be heading out the door, but he's still doing a job for them out there. Not a lot of other players in his side can say the same thing. Paddy Carrigan, 72 points in 80 minutes, um, definitely having to fill a lot of the workload while Payne Haas has been gone. Uh, with Jonathan Gowie's suspension as well next week, he could see some more big game time as well as Payne Haas, which is great to see. They'll have the um, front row forward duo back. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, 92 points, two tries, nine goals, so definitely helped uh, by the bloodbath there. But um, anyone that stuck faith with him after being dropped, definitely rewarded there. Back end of the year looks pretty handy for him. And BMOS, junk time. There were a couple of these tries scored over the weekend. Like uh, Josh Mansell, who we'll get to, was a, probably a worse one than this, but junk. Just, I think it was 80th minute. I uh, got the ball lobbed over by Teddy, strolled over for a try. It was looking like a, yeah, it could have been a, a pretty low score for him, BMOS, on uh, his return here. But um, yeah, definitely helped along by that uh, last minute try, boosted him from around 40 to 75. Great stuff for owners. And some of the bad here, Takayaho, 28 points from just 27 minutes. So that wasn't injury-related. I think they were just giving him a bit of a spell. He's had a couple of 80-minute games and carrying a lot of the workload while Hargraves has been out. So looking to just rest him and manage his minutes into the back end of the year. Fair call. And Joey Manu, 26 points only. So second lowest score of the season. Had well, really been starting to turn it on at the uh, at the center position. It wasn't really. He's always been one of those players that is uh, fantastic on the NRL uh, sense, but in terms of super coach, hasn't quite translated. But uh, yeah, that looks like more of the old for, for Joey there. Alrighty, Warriors 36, flogging the night six. Been a few blowouts that we didn't expect this weekend. Some of the good RTS, 123 points, two tries, and back to, well, it looked like back to his best. Um, good to see a, a stepping and happy RTS. Good times ahead for the Warriors, hopefully. 
And Jazz Tavanga, 92 points from f- no, 52 minutes with a late try. Again, junk time. Absolutely uh, kissed on the DICK for a few owners this week. But strolled over. Very, very easy try. Knights had given up at this point here. Jazz uh, definitely helped along there. Did call him out, though, as a, during the week on the Tuesday pod and said, um, I thought Torhu Harris would um, be outscored by him for the rest of the year. And basically, that um, yeah, I didn't expect him to double his score, but uh, yeah, Tavanga 92 versus Torhu 49. Uh, yeah, not winning that battle, unfortunately, for me, Torhu. Uh, so yeah, on, on to the bad. Torhu, we mentioned 49, lost 20 minutes through an HIA. Um, again, shifted around the park. It's just um, parked on the edge there like he was at the start of the year, and we're starting to see some of those scores return. Um, this has been his worst score of the season, last score of the season, which is very, very surprising at this stage. Uh, not helped by the HIA, but he has been getting rotated anyway. So I'm not sure how many minutes he would have gotten uh, yeah, if the, the head was okay, but um, unfortunately that didn't help. But yeah, might be looking for a trade-out if there's a, a decent second-row option coming up over the coming weeks. Might even flip him to Tavanga, who knows. Ponga, 31, of course. He was the flopper of the week, 31, and did nothing. Um, yeah, very, very quiet out there. Um, normally is a, a bit of a flat track bully at times and would have thought that this matchup here was a, a pretty spicy one for him. You'd want to hope you didn't um, have the captaincy on him over Teddy, which meant you could have, have VC'd Teddy and that kind of thing. I'm sure it stung a few owners, but um, <clears throat> he will be back. Mitch Barnett, I was a new owner, must have broken him, 43 points, battled a sternum issue, as we mentioned, picked it up in the first half, it played out around 55 minutes. So, yeah, not a, not the worst score in the world, but not a not what we've been seeing from Barney. He's been getting 70-plus, so unfortunately just um, couldn't get much going here. Hopefully the pain management thing doesn't stifle him. Uh, still got an offload away, uh, but again, wasn't um, wasn't his usual self. And Dave Clemmer got a 58, which is a handy enough score, but he got Sinbin in the last five minutes. So just dumb stuff by Dave. Could have been 75-plus for him. Summed up the night's afternoon, though. What an absolute debacle. Speaking of debacle, Sharks 28, defeating the Cowboys 12. Well, how much longer do we have to go on this year? I think it's nine in a row now for us. So anyway, the grand final is round 20 against the Broncos, so we'll live to yeehaw another day. Speaking of the good, uh, Nakora, 132 points. He's finally back, pushed Talakai to the bench, which stung a few owners. Uh, but a try and an assist on his return. He was very, very lethal out there. Looked like the, uh, the benching's done him or... Dropping has done him a world of good, kick up the ass, that kind of thing. 132 points, um, some horrible defense, drink water on him. Dejan Arce and Cohen Hess, they just couldn't. The the combination's not there defensively, and I think it might get exposed over the coming weeks. So any uh, any edge forwards running at them might be worth a shout as the season wears on. Kyle Felt, 105 with two tries, probably the lone shining light for us there. Will Kennedy, for anyone that still owns him, 85, uh, finally bounced back after a few low scores. A couple of try assists, a couple of line breaks for him. Good stuff. Sione Katoa, 66, downgraded from 76, which was looking like his best, uh, I think his highest score for the year. Um, or since round 10, I should say, but got uh, got downgraded. 66 with a try, you'll take that, given he's still playing on that um on that right edge, not getting, not getting a hell of a lot of ball from SJ because he's not there. But um, yeah, done his job here. If you've still hung on to him, Talakai seventy six. We mentioned coming off the bench that definitely spooked a few owners into parking him on their non playing reserves. But um, yeah, for him, he came on to fill in for Jesse Ramian at centre, who uh, had succumbed to an HIA uh, concussion. So he filled in some time at centre there, which normally. Um, well, would sting a few um, super coach points out of them, but uh, in his case, he ended up scoring a try. Um, again, very, very lucky for owners there. 
But um, it was the night for him. The Cowboys were pretty ordinary on that side of the field. So around 65 minutes from him, which is more than you'd expect. Uh, without injury, he'd probably come in and fill 40, 45 maybe at um, uh, coming off the bench there. But, yeah, definitely helped along by Ramian's concussion there. And some of the bat, Josh Maguire, he was a big, uh, well, not hugely talked about, but definitely an option for this week. Uh, a lot of people talk, or a few people talking about him. 48 points from 80 minutes. So did get downgraded from this one. Played all of those at lock. Um, yeah, surprisingly low score. Normally, he's uh, coming in and doing those rubbish hit-ups and just stat uh, stat punching. Uh, what do they call it? Stat padding. Stat padding. Paul Gallon stuff. Uh, but yeah, this game, for whatever reason, couldn't get it going. Whether it might be the Jordan McLean factor, the fact that McLean's there and it's normally him when he's out where Maguire tends to benefit, or whether it's Asiata, that kind of thing, I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, Maguire, pretty uninspiring game from him. And Connolly Lamelu, he would have stung a few if anyone had him in there. Not playing reserves and needed to loop Teddy. He only got 27, which is, uh, yeah, he was looking, could have been worse because he uh, was named on the bench. So, yeah, 26, you I guess you'd take if you, you saw that uh, heading in. And Toby Rudolph, just the 41 points. So, again, handy enough, but probably time to move him on if you've still got him around. Panthers, 30. Uh, they're 11th in a row, 30, getting the job done over the Tigers, 6. So, the Tigers hung in there for the first 30 minutes. So, uh, winning 6-0. Norfoluma got the early try, got the first try, and they looked like, uh, yeah, possibly causing yet another boil over for the weekend, but uh, not to be. Panthers ran away with it absolutely by the end. Some of the good, Brian Toll, his first game since round eight, bounced back in a big way with a 91. So, um, yeah, any member of this Penrith backline won't look out of place in a supercoach side either. Toto, I've seen a few of his, um, a few. Uh, super coaches with him in their side so backing him in for a big end to the year and that's certainly what he's done there for for his first game so 91 good stuff Jerome Luai as well 85 similarly if you've still held on to him uh, definitely rewarded here hugely um, impressive try breaking through the line to uh, to score the Panthers first and they really just went on went on with it from there uh, I was probably about ooh, 17 waters deep at this stage at the Gap Tavern and uh, yeah a few Tigers fans around me weren't Weren't overly excited, but uh, for Penrith, they just keep on motoring. And it's definitely on the back of a guy like Jerome Luai. Unsung kind of hero. Definitely not um, not who you'd expect heading into the year, but um, what a season he's having, Jerome Luai. If you've still got him, I think a few people played him as well that I've seen. It's that, uh, that time of year where you've, you've got these sort of guys floating around. They can pull out a big score when needed. So um, anyone who's had to play him is very, very happy with that result. Nathan Cleary, well, he just can't have a quiet game. He did uh, look like going a bit short here, but 76 points. Just the one try assist from him, quite a few goals in that as well. But, yeah, he's just um, yes, on another level this year. In terms of um, Supercoach halfbacks, I haven't seen one quite as consistent as him for, for quite some time. So definitely doing all the right things there, but just the five runs for the game. So it was a little quiet, a lot of the running done by Jerome Luai. So uh, but absolutely taking that 76 captaincy option every week when Teddy's not playing a side like the Broncos. Josh Mansell, 75, talked about a classic junk time try. Uh, literally the final minute of the game, they shifted it wide and he barged over. So uh, any Mansell owners would have been doing it tough watching this one. Um, Panthers tearing tearing it up across the park, but not uh, not Mansell until the 80th minute. So you'll, you'll take them no matter how they come. It's all in the score sheet. So 75 for him. Nofo on the opposite end of the scale there, 67 with the opening try. So scored the opening. He thought he might be in for a big one here, uh, but didn't quite go that way. But again, 67 when everyone's talking about him is not a possible trader, but um, a guy that's going to go quiet over the, the back end of the year when there's some tough opposition. He's still finding a way. 
didn't um, bust too many tackles. I think it was two or three by the end of the game. Um, no major line breaks, anything like that, but it was a uh, handy enough performance from him. Thankfully got that opening try to make sure he uh, finished with a decent score, which he did. And Alex Twelve finally, um, yeah, seems to be getting back into the groove. 59 points from 53 minutes as he eases back in, splitting a role with uh, Matty Eisenhuth, who's been uh, charged this week. I think he's uh, he won't miss a game if he takes the early plea, but um, yeah, Alex Twile doing uh, some pretty good things out there. It'd be good to see him back if he can get to that 80-minute mark. I know we're getting late in the year, but um, could be a handy little pod in the back end of the season. Some of the bad here. Uh, Stephen Crichton got given a penalty try to bump his score up to 43, but without it, he was uh, going criminally low for him. Uh, not often that we see Crichton. He's uh, been, yeah, sort of come out of the woodwork sort of super coach player this season, but um, very handy score. 43, I guess you'll take if you, you watch the game. De- definitely uh, could have been worse. Isaiah Yo, horrible head knock, one of the worst you see for, for a couple of weeks anyway. 42 for him. Again, you'll, you'll take that. He missed the, the back half of the game there, I think about 30-odd minutes. Uh, 40-odd points from you, you, you'll take. JFH, 44 in 51 minutes. So this guy has gone six games now without an offload or more than one tackle bust, which um, normally that's what JFH built his, um, well, I guess when he was uh, an option for Supercoach, so what he was doing, he was offloading and busting tackles, getting through a big chunk of minutes. But um, yeah, all of those things basically evaporated. So JFH, for whatever reason, is, is in a bit of a Supercoach hole at the moment. Harry Grant made his return 47 points in 57 minutes. Again, being eased back, you've got little on the bench there, so he's not going to go back to the 80-minute player he once was. Luciano, 43, so a trialless game from him and, and didn't set one up either, so he's going to go a little dry there, 43. And Tommy Talao bombed a try, I guess you'd say. He fell short of the line, but uh, only finished with 16, which uh, is definitely well under what he could have done. Storm, 30, getting the job done over Manly, 6. Um, big day out for the Storm on the sunny coast here. They look to ge- be clicking back into gear, getting the Camerons back, definitely helped them out there, but um, that combination on the the edge there the left edge for them with Adokar Pappenhausen and Justin Ollum was absolutely lethal on the day here so as we set up the top Josh Adokar 147 points uh, got given a couple of tries this might um, see one or two of those go away in upgrades move back to a TC kind of thing and go to Pappenhausen who knows very fun times ahead on Monday for scorers but yeah a couple of tries for him he was uh, yeah chased through off a Cam Smith 60 meter um try assist kick it was an unreal uh so as soon as you saw it off cam smith's boot you thought adokar's got this and he and he did uh won the race in a canter to score his uh score his first and then followed up at the back end to seal the game in the dying stages backing up off of pappenhausen so yeah the combination was absolutely doing great things out there justin Nolan, quite a achiever here uh not as popular a super coach option but 95 points for him and pappenhausen anyone that's still running him uh you definitely won the race over ponga this week 116 possibly points to come as well definitely looking like the fruitful spot for him to be out on that left edge, it was just everything was clicking for them. AFB for Noah Blake for Manly, 91. And not a lot of, not a lot of Sea Eagles up in the top scoring list on uh, on this day. A lot of Storm guys there. But um, AFB got a, a rare try off a short ball from Marty to Power. So the combination between the prop forwards was absolutely working in this case here. But um, you don't often see it, but uh, definitely helped. I think he was on about 60 points then after 15 minutes and uh, could have had a could have had a ton, might get one in upgrades. But um, anyone that's still got AFB or looking at him, definitely uh, worth a little watch there in the back end of the year. To power himself, who set up the try, only got 62 from around 50-odd minutes. So not a, not a huge score from him. He's probably the more relevant of the two there. 
in terms of people that own them. But um, yeah, to power not doing not doing hugely after getting that twenty point play to AFB. And some of the bad, Cam Munster, well, 50 points, got a late junk try contribution from an offload that set up the uh, final Addo Car try, Pappenhausen uh, broke the line and got the ball away to Addo Car, so just the four points in the TC for Cam Munster there. But um, again, just quiet, sort of easing himself back into the game. He um, uh, was probably early coming back from his knee issue. I think the initial prognosis was around three weeks. He came back in two. So it might just be uh, settling in again. He he does play on that um, that left edge with with uh, Adokar and the like, but um, wasn't going through his hands to the, set the final try up or anything. It was all going through Pappenhausen, unfortunately. So be interested to see where Munster sits in the back end of the year. I'm still playing him every week uh, that I can. So looks like the the storm could be clicking into gear, which would be good stuff for him. And the other Cameron, 45 points. Uh, CS9 Smith missed three goals, which is a yeah, a bit of a downer. Could have been a, a huge uh, points difference there. 16, I think, is the final. Uh, 12 points from the goals, and then you've got um, uh, six negative points for missing him. So yeah, 18 point turnaround. It could have been so 45 to around 65. What could have been, but the boot wasn't on. Jerbo, 49, eight runs out of 12 below eight meters. So that's a bit down, but. Um, absolutely robbed by Ruben Garrick on the edge there. He's put in a, um, I don't know if, if you would have seen it, but um, yeah, Jerbo puts in a deft little chip over the top there out of nowhere. And Ruben Garrick with no one around him could have just put the ball down, copped a little bit of an unlucky bounce and cost Jerbo a try assist. So that would have bumped him up above that 49, but uh, a bit of a quiet one for him. And Jerome Hughes for the Storm, he was a little quiet, 33. Uh, a bit like Munster, it was just Pappenhausen doing all the work there. So Hughes playing a bit of a bit part on his return. And DC, 22. So we did talk about some big names at the top of the pod being in the floppers list this week in the bad. DCE, geez, 22 points. Uh, I know it's going to be a tough stretch for Manly in this back end. Season's probably done now. But I uh, would have thought DCE would be turning it up, uh, turning up, I should say, against the Storm. Uh, good rivalry there. But, um, yeah, horribly low score for him. And the final game of the round just finished as I went to air here. 34 for the Raiders getting the job done over the Bulldogs. 20, um, again, like the Broncos game. Raiders went into the sheds down and then just came out and blew the opposition off the park. I don't know, the halftime speech must have worked. But uh, all on the back of Jack Whiten, so Pod Whiten. But uh, what a good pickup he's been. If you've uh, picked him up for his run home, he's uh, had that one down week um, against the Broncos, what could have been. But uh, outside of that, he's, he's cleaned up the Titans, cleaned up the Bulldogs here for 109. So a couple of tries in very quick succession. Um, not too much else outside of that. A couple of good and handy runs. But again, he's that um, high-impact player. Uh, all of those points, but what is it, 70-odd from those two tries uh, in about 10 minutes. So you absolutely take that for any white and owners out there. Might have uh, been a good way to finish your week. Could have stung some head-to-head finals, I'm sure. Uh, Josh Papali, back to the bench, did that weird rotation again where um, Ricky Stewart played a few of them, Hudson Young and Papali, uh, and Havili off the bench and the, the other guys on the field. In this case, didn't do much to dampen Papali's return because he was massive off the bench there, 54 minutes for that 89 points, including a little try assist. So put a nice little short ball on for Hudson Young to cross. Don't often see it from the big fella, but T was absolutely on. In this case, and I don't know, maybe the, the benching does good things for him. Um, gets him running against tired forwards. He had the offload going in this one as well. So I don't think I'd read too much into it. Uh, these sort of um, late switches that Ricky's been pulling uh, definitely didn't do much to, to hurt Papali there. So you'll absolutely take that. And in the bad here, uh, Josh, Josh, 
Will Hopawati, 22. So I talked about him earlier in the week as being a very safe centre-wing option, but um, yeah, very poor score from him here. Couldn't get a lot going. The combination out on the edge with Watene Zelezniak didn't uh, bear too much fruit. DWZ not uh, not having the best night out there and could have been um, some try assists for Hopawati if he ran the right line and that kind of thing, but not to be. Hopawati was okay running the ball back, but um, yeah, just not heavily involved for him. And the Raiders' back line, so the likes of Nickel Klockstad, Rapana, Croker, uh, Curtis Scott, who's injured, uh, even Nick Kotrick, just not getting a lot of work. So I think the max out of those guys was uh, uh, Nickel Klockstad, who got about 38. So the rest of them, a uh, bit of work to do if you've backed them in for the back end of the year, given their run. But it was the the likes of Jack White and so far doing that sort of stuff. And so I missed the one of the goods here, RFM for Tyler Mariner, 96 points um, and a try. He's been finding the line uh, with pretty at pretty regular intervals. So he's uh, when he does score, he can go absolutely massively. He's had a, a quiet couple of rounds, 49, 17 and 54 heading into this game here, but bounced back. Uh, scoring one of his trademark barge over tries. So anyone that's got Fatala Mariner in their second row is a bit of a pod option. You've rounded your week out with a handy score there. And that's going to round out the pod. Uh, what do we get? 35 minutes. I'm surprised I made it through. I'm going to go straight to bed after this one. Big week of work ahead and big week of Supercoach. It's uh, the finals. Finals are here. Uh, really is the back end of the year now. Hopefully you've still uh, stuck around. You've got your Monday updates. Might be make or break for that top eight and all that sort of stuff. But um, it's a fun time of year. NRL finals not too far away. But, um, yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday to go through all the round 17 teamless news, trades, all the usual gear. And we'll chat to you then. For now, for Sunday nights, JT. Bidding you yee-haw for now. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.